0: This episode of the Rad Podcast is brought to you by tech 2 You. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads, they'll even recycle electronics. Visit www.tech2u.com. That's tech, the number two, U com or call 888-340-8324. That's 888-340-8324 for Tech2U. The Rad the Broadcast. Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. The Rad Broadcast. So before I get too far ahead here, I'm trying I'm trying to do this the best I can here, so here we go. This is a glamorous part. Of the podcast. Facebook live, I guess. No, the missus isn't here, Jamie. She's actually, uh... She's running errands. Like a... Like a good wife. Walter's here, though. I got Walter. He's on my... He's on standby. He's around here somewhere. He's a little anxious. Um... So, before... I'll let everybody kind of start tuning in here. I guess I'll get started with the, uh... Solicit that I... Posted... Um... When I announced that I was going to do this Ask Me Anything thing... Earlier. Um... I'll start with Heather's question. She said, if your career path didn't put you in radio, what would you have liked to do? I've thought, I've given this a lot of thought more so recently, only because I've actually, you know, you get to a certain point in your career, it's like 10 years into it, 10 plus years into it now. Let's see, I started uh, working for the Rad Show about 2005, and, you know, it's hard to imagine me doing anything else other than what I'm doing now, only because... I've been doing it for so long and I've been lucky enough to kind of do what I've loved for, um, as long as I can remember. But before I started working in radio, I was actually a grocery store clerk. Um, you know, and I started my way up from bag boy and working in the back and stocking the stocking everything up. And, um, before I got hired at, uh, 98 rock, our flagship station, the manager there was kind of grooming me to be a manager of a grocery store. And I thought, Well, no. I probably shouldn't settle for this because it was in Georgetown, California at Marvell food store. If you're familiar with the area, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm a manager at the time. Greg was an awesome dude and I, I still keep in touch with him. And, uh, he's, he, he was kind of a mentor in a sense of, you know, put in the hard work and the work ethic and, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll reap the benefits of it. But, um, I needed to go off and do something else. So if I were to to do pick any other type of career, I honestly have no idea what I would do. I've, I've considered being a bartender. Um, I thought that I'd, I know I'd be really good at customer service. So if I were to be a bartender or server, I know I'd do really well, but that's not something to make a career after. Um, there's nothing wrong with it either. I know a lot of people do. Um, but I I don't know. I don't know if I would want to settle with something like that. I would imagine I'd probably be kind of a nomad. I'd probably go all over the place and try to figure things out because I've been stuck in this uh, Sacramento area for so long that I just don't know really any other different, anything different because I've traveled places and I've, I've tried seeing other people's careers uh, go in certain directions, but I don't know. I haven't been traditionally trained in anything else. This is all I've ever known. So it's hard to say what career I would have put myself into other than radio, so... Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna check in here now that I've kind of blabbed on a bit here. Uh, Let's get some Walter barking in here. Walter, come here. It's nap time for Walter now. I'll I'll try to get him to bay a little bit in a little in a little while. Um, how to like aftershock this year? I absolutely loved aftershock this year. It was it was incredible. The first day. Um, Saturday was was great. I actually we we ended up staying the whole day um, from about two o'clock when the when the better bands started to play. No offense to those that were there early for the other bands, but um, definitely the highlight of the first day for me was seven dust. That was the first time I ever got to see them after all the years they've come to town to play and uh, absolutely love seven dust. They're one of my favorite childhood bands of all time. So it was a great bucket list item to check off there. Um, and to be quite honest, I think 311 was my favorite from, from Saturday. Had a, we actually ended up getting in the mosh pit, which at 32, I'm fucking old. I'm too old for this shit to do these festival shows and being in the mosh pits. It's just, I, I was sore the next day and I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm, I'm too young, but feeling too old to be doing this shit. So, uh, you know, we, we kind of recovered the rest of the day on Sunday until, about uh, the time that Incubus went on, which I think was about 4 or 5, 5 o'clock, 5 or 6 o'clock, um, because I wanted to see System of a Down. That was by far my favorite highlight of Sunday was System of a Down. And um, I think it was the third time that I, I was lucky enough to see them. And the wife, was it was the first time for her to see them live. And it was a great experience, honestly. And I was interrupted, not, not interrupted, but I was met with a bunch of listeners and it was kind of overwhelming it you know was I was meeting one guy and then a a bunch of other people kind of showed up right after that so it wasn't like it was an angry mob or anything but it's it's definitely changed in the last couple of years where we can't really go anywhere without being without not being recognized and it's it's really pretty special to be able to do that but um at the same time it's hard to have conversations at a concert or a rock festival like that unless you're in a quiet area or in or you're you're at one of the bars or something where it's a little bit quieter but um yeah Aftershock was amazing this year and I cannot wait for next year so uh we'll see who who shows up. Oh, and there was another thing that happened on Saturday. Um we were meeting up with some people, some some fans and we were just having a conversation. And all of a sudden, this guy falls down right in the parking area where we were standing at. Because And it was a parking area because we, there was one of those uh, parking stops, one of those uh, curbside things where you, you put your tire up onto. And one guy tripped over it, landed in the back of another guy, and the guy that, that um, caught the first guy's fall ended up dislocating his knee. Fortunately, one of the people we were hanging out with was a nurse in training, so she was able to console him a little bit and the wife was also consoling him and It turns out he was a guy from the roseville area so they they ended up talking to her for for quite a while and um and it was a it was a good time they not for him though <laughs> he had to wait for the rock medics and and uh he literally punched his kneecap back into place, which you know wasn't a pleasant thing to 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 witness but you know, poor guy had, had gone down before the main event on Saturday. So who knows if you made it out on Sunday, but if you're a fan, if you're a listener and if you, you were uh, being helped by the wife and, and one of the prod heads, and I hope you got your knee fixed. That definitely sucks. I would hate for that to happen. Um, let me see here. Do you ever plan on moving out of California? That's a good question. Uh we've actually talked about that this weekend. We we talked about moving to um some place out east. I can't remember what state. Minnesota, something like that. I don't I don't know. The Mrs would have to reach out to me and let me know what she, what what it was, but it was a uh we would, I would love to move out of state, honestly. I think it would be a great experience to live somewhere else because, like I said, I've always lived in, in California, especially in the Northern California area. Um, so to have that opportunity to maybe live in Nevada, I, I love Reno. There's been some kind of um, something that's speaking to me about Reno. And uh, so to be able to live in Nevada, I think that would be really great. Um, I would love to live in Hawaii. I think that's one of the things that we're kind of looking forward to when it comes to retirement time is getting some property out there and we talked about uh renting out our house in Hawaii during the summer uh or yeah well no no renting it out during the winter and then going back uh during the summer no the other way around because you wouldn't want to go to somewhere snowy and cold during the winter you'd want to go to Hawaii and stay the winter there and then rent out the place during the summer And that's kind of our thought is, you know, if we're going to live off of retirement, we might as well get some property and and do some rental type of thing. So we've talked about Hawaii. We talked about Florida. It's all talk, but um, we're definitely romanticizing the idea of going to um, going to another state. Uh, Let's see here. Robert, can you ask Rob if he can gift me a membership to the website? I can ask him. I can tell him what I can tell you what he's going to say. He's going to say No. But I'll ask him. It's a very good question. Um, Robert also asks, when are you guys going to get on a radio station out in the Bay Area? Morning radio here sucks. That's what I hear. I I don't get to listen to much morning radio in San Francisco, but um, there's some talks about things working around behind the scenes. We've got some, uh, some people on it that are trying to get us on different radio stations. But as Rob has always said, there's no sense in uh, doing what we do if they're not going to pay us for what we're worth. And and that's that's kind of the problem with radio is there's not a lot of um, interest in investing in, in the entertainment part of it. And that's kind of what we pride ourselves in and not necessarily... Just being the the radio DJs that does the wacky stunts and and plays the music and says, that was this is, here comes the weather. Um, we we do a different type of format that's not very uh common in the radio industry anymore. So we we have to hold ourselves at a certain value. And if a radio station won't pay us that value, then why do it? So um, you know, that's more of a Rob type of question, but I, I could tell you that we are definitely trying to get some more um get some more stations especially in the bay area i know that they would absolutely love the show so hopefully we can get that done uh good evening from sweden chris how's it going in sweden are you have are you enjoying your uh your meatballs i hope so um tom says what is your third favorite animal well my third favorite animal that's a That's an interesting question. I've never really thought about what my third might be. I I always love, you know, dogs, I think, are probably on the top of the list. Cats, uh, I have to say they're up there because I have five of them. Um, You know, I have to say birds. I've actually been fascinated with parrots. And uh, macaws, I think, are what they're called. The actual, uh, another version of a parrot. Um, We've been going to bird shops, and I've had some instances where i've had like this weird bond with a bird and it's not i've, I've never really been a bird person I, we had cockatiels when we were uh or cockatoos i don't I, I can never get those right we've had those as kids and then we went to uh we, we had rats as kids as well um but you know not the, those they did life expense expectancy for those aren't very long and uh there's something appealing about parrots and just they're not they're their ability to learn and and the bond that they create with their human, I guess, if you want to go out of town and you have a pet parrot, you have to make sure that somebody you know will be able to handle that bird and uh, that the bird will get along with it or else it'll just wreak havoc. I've heard just horror stories of what birds can do to their houses and, and things. So um, I'm fascinated with them. I don't know what it is. So maybe that's my third favorite animal. Never thought about it. Uh, <laughs> Jamie mash pit you can get hurt there yeah I can get hurt there in that mash pits they're pretty crazy I used to I used to go nuts in mosh pits um, I've seen tool probably 15 to 20 times and almost every time I, I'd end up in the pit just because there's uh, the, the passion I have for the band and the music and just getting in there and 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 beating people up it was of a, a favorite pastime of mine, but it's tough now. I can't, I can't do it anymore. Uh, You guys are just rocking and rolling here. Last time I did this, it was in the evening. I haven't done this in the uh, the afternoon before. So this is great. Kel asks, who makes you laugh more, Rob or Don and why? Well, I would say Don uh, has been giving Rob a run for his money. We've been uh, there. There was a time there where it, it almost seemed like, um, that Dawn is kind of coming out of her shell and it's fucking hilarious. It's out of nowhere. Sometimes she will stop me in my tracks and I will, I will have to catch my breath. She's making me laugh so hard. She, some of the ridiculous things she says, but she is genuinely fucking funny. I, I, I don't know. There's something that's, that's happening with Dawn that I, I've just grown to love her even more. As we've gotten gotten to work with each other longer and and being on the show with her more often, it's just it's so cool to 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 see her basically almost out funny Rob a lot of the time. So I would have to say Dawn has been making me laugh pretty hard lately. Um Let me see here, Chris. It's good weather in Sweden. I hope so. Is it is it snowing? Or yeah, it's probably snowing. Melissa asks, is Don and Gary becoming foster parents still? Well, I do know that Don and Gary are going through the process of wanting to. uh, It's a really rigorous process, from what I understand, of of becoming a foster parent. And I know they're going through the process. So um, I hope they do. I think they'd be great foster parents. Um, But I do know that they will be a guest. um, Both of them will be guests on the podcast in the next week or two. Um, so we could definitely dive into that a little bit more when they're on here because I don't want to be the one to just answer for them. That's their business. Um, Mike says, what do you think of the new season of, Mount, of South Park? So I, I do love South Park, and I do think that, that there's an ebb and flow with the quality of humor that they've had. And last season was really weird because it, it almost seemed like they cut the season short after they did one of their... Um, one of their Do- Donald Trump episodes i think it was when uh <laughs> when Donald Trump i can't remember who the teacher mr garrison uh plays Donald Trump the Donald Trump type character who becomes president in South Park um i guess mr garrison was hiding out in the woods trying to come back into into town and that was the last episode that they aired and it was weird because they almost left it on a cliffhanger and i was expecting more from it but then they finally came out with this new season this year And I think it's great. And I also love the campaign that they're doing because you could tell the guys from South Park either don't give a fuck anymore or they're just ready to be done with the show like they're running out of ideas or they're finding it harder to uh, push that status quo when it comes to um, all the all the all the stuff they can get away with. Um, I I imagine it's really difficult to be uh, that kind of show in this environment um, but I do like the new season that they're doing. I think that it's great. And their whole marketing campaign to try to get themselves canceled is hilarious. So we'll see if they can actually get that to pull off. But um I would I would love to see that. Um Robert asks, is that hot clown that was in the studio from last year gonna make an appearance this year to visit? Um we might have Snotty the Clown visit. I know next sept uh this this next September is the it two premiere and we're definitely going to be getting um a a theater set up so we can do a private screening with the whole crew and uh get a get a handful of you guys out there so maybe i can get snotty the clown to make an appearance at the actual it Two premiere um i think that would be awesome um let me go up here now jamie asks does your home still have spirit visits well, it's funny that you ask that, Jamie, because I'm thinking I'm gonna have to reach out to our friends at Sac Spirit again, um, Melissa and Brent at uh, SacSpirit.com, and the rest of the crew. They might have to come out and check out our our house and see if anything different has developed because we have been noticing some more strange occurrences. We've we've heard some more th- uh, like weird animal noises. We we know that our Neighbors don't have animals, but we've been hearing like some weird howling, um, some weird cat noises, but not like necessarily cat noises, almost like growling. Um, It's definitely odd. And I know my wife saw the same type of spirit that I had. I saw walking through our bedroom that was a spirit, uh, a shadow spirit um apparently it's just some lone spirit that just likes to hang out on the land that our house is on and just walks in and out of the house watching us have sex all the time um you're welcome spirit um but yeah we do have some things going on so it's not scary it's not something that i'm worried about it's not harmful or anything but it's definitely interesting and we have been noticing some 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 new activity that i'd like to get some answers to so i know that the the folks at Sack spirit are super busy right now and they're probably booked up through uh december um so i'm gonna have to wait in line until i can get them to get back to my place but um yeah I, i i'm i'm really fascinated with it now especially because we've been watching that uh haunting of of the hill house on netflix it's kind of reinvigorated my, my interest in, in the hauntings and the ghosts and stuff. And Sack spirit did too. When they came out to my house to, to do their investigation, that was almost like the, um, it it kind of reignited my, my interest in, in ghosts and that kind of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what they come up with, but yeah, there's definitely some spirits going on. Uh, Melissa who's from Sack spirit just says, hi, she's listening in while on lunch. So hello, Melissa, we might need some of your help again. Um, Cheryl, one of the many million Sheryls we have, she says, "Hi Brandon, when someone emails over and over, do you do you despise them?" No. Especially when it's you, Cheryl. I don't despise it. But there are some people that try to troll us, and I and I know exactly who they are. They use the same email address. They see, they use the same style of writing, and I can tell when they're trying to troll us, and that sometimes can be annoying, but a great thing about our uh fabulous sponsor of the rad podcast tech to you they set me up with this whole new uh email system that's allowed me to create all these new rules and and i can block all those people out so it's great that uh that that we've kind of moved into the 21st century with the help of tech to you especially with the new website and everything um so it's been good uh it's been good a good way to weed out those bad apples but cheryl you're not one of them and i know that's what you're referring to um let me see here Alicia says, did you see A Star is Born, and how did you feel about the music? I haven't seen A Star is Born um, with uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. I guess it's a remake of the um, uh, old—it's been remade tons of times, and this is just another version of it. I would like to see it. I'm not a huge fan of the the musical movies, but when it's done right, I do enjoy it, and I've heard really good things about it, so— Hey, well, let me know what you think. Did you like the music? Did you see it? I, I haven't seen it yet. I was going to try to see First Man this weekend because I'm I'm fascinated with space travel. And I think that uh, the telling of Neil Armstrong's story will be interesting to see. Um, I just didn't get enough time to to check it out. Uh, Melissa says, can you recommend any binge-worthy Netflix or Amazon Prime TV shows? I need new things to watch so house the the haunting of hill house or whatever it's called the the new scary series that they have on 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 netflix absolutely a must watch uh big mouth i just posted the re- entertainment re- review at radradio.com uh for the second season so you've got two seasons of a uh, animated crew uh, cruel crude humored um uh coming of age type of of cartoon Hilarious. It's got uh, John Mullaney and, and Nick Kroll, Fred Armisen, Maya Rudolph, a ton of voices that, that lend their talents to it and they're that's absolutely hilarious. Um, and I mean what else? I, I, I can I, I, what I do with the binging of the of the shows, I'll binge them in one weekend and I'll just toss them aside um, because there's so many things to watch. One notable season that I watched earlier this year was Lost in Space, where they did the remake of that. I absolutely loved it. It was so riveting that I watched it in like two days. It was just, are you done? Are are you still watching this series? Yes, I am until it's done because I need to see the rest of it. So lost in space was really good. Um, John Emery uh, asked something in the same vein. Did you give manifest another try? I watched the first three episodes and I like it so far. So, no, I, d- I didn't give it a shot further than episode one, just because I knew it's just not going to be my thing. So I assigned the homework to uh, Mrs. Brandon to watch the next two episodes, and she's kind of in the same vein as me. Is that it's just not that good. It's too much of a soap opera. It's it's not enough of the uh, the sci-fi story of like why the plane went missing for five years. It's just not that appealing, and I, I honestly feel like it's gonna it's gonna run into a a wall when it comes to um, the storyline because you know when they made when Lost came out it was a great series it was really interesting really riveting and then it almost seems like the writers just got lost themselves ah and they just decided oh, we'll just throw things together and just try to make this thing interesting and then in the end everybody died spoiler alert everybody was dead on the island already um, so I, I'm afraid that Manifest is going to turn into another Lost show. Which sucks, but, you know, if you like it, I don't, take, I don't want to take it away from you. I, I'm sure that uh, uh, it's good for you. So, let us see. Do, do, do. Nicole says, if you could pick a theme song for your life, what would it be? Oh, that's a good question. That is a really good question. Let's see. Soundtrack. My life. Hmm. I'm going to have to give that one some thought. I'm going to write that down. That's a really good question. Theme song for my Oh man, you guys are good at this. I'm not good enough at this. I'd try to keep up with y'all, but you guys are just too good. Um Tom Campbell asks, Drawn Together versus Big Mouth. I would have to say Big Mouth, but Drawn Together was a different animal. That drawn together wasn't that the almost like a reality show with all the cartoon characters. I really liked that show. It was good. Um totally a different vein though. Um, I think as far as the humor goes, it's pretty, it's pretty much, uh, uh, level, but I, I, I actually think uh, big mouth was a little bit funnier than drawn together. But then again, I I should probably revisit that because that was a while ago on, um, on, uh, comedy central, right? Yeah. All right. Brandon says, Hey, what's up, Brandon? My name's Brandon. So I sound like I'm talking to myself. No question. Really? Wait, no, I can't expand this shit. Where's tech to you when you need them, huh? Let me see if I can get them down here. Bear with me. Here we go. All right. Uh, he says, no question, really. Just wanted to say, hey, I really enjoy the podcast, and you always make me laugh on The Rad Show. I've been listening since 2000. You're appreciated. I was listening back in 2002. Well, 2000 as well. It's weird. Isn't it weird growing up with this thing and and it turning into different different versions of it and it's still going. It's just, it's, it's crazy. It's fun, but it's crazy to think about. That's just the, the possibilities of this stuff, you know? Uh, Let's see here. So Melissa asks if uh, my wife and I are going to adopt a new puppy soon. And if so, what kind are you thinking? Yes, we're actually talking about um, getting a puppy. We want to get it, uh, get a puppy from a breeder. And I know, I get some flack for that because you should adopt and, and not shop is, is what the saying is, but we've adopted, we've rescued so many animals, um, that I feel like I've built up, <laughs> I've built up the, uh, the cash to, to, to be able to, um, you know, the, the, the karmic cash, if you will, to be able to get a dog from a breeder and start fresh, um we want to be able to get it from puppyhood so that we can really dial it in and, and and train it from puppyhood. Um and so what we're looking at are either uh Rottweilers or a rotten lab which is uh, Rottweiler lab mix or a golden retriever. We're kind of on the fence on on that on those three breeds. I think we're going to stick more close to the Rottweiler or the or the golden retriever. But um, the wife had a dog who was a rotten lab, who is one of the best dogs she's ever had. Um, so there, there's kind of like a wanting to rekindle that relationship with that type of dog. So we might go with a rotten lab, not sure, but it'll probably be um, a golden retriever or, or, or a rottweiler. So I, I love both those animals, and I actually had bad experiences with rottweiler rottweilers when I was a kid because my one of my closest friends growing up had a rottweiler. And it was one of the really big, beefy ones. I don't know what the difference is. I know there's like a, a German version, an American version. Uh, I don't know which one this one was, but it was massive. And it was mean. And it was mean because the dad of the family taught it to not trust anybody else except for him. Not even the kid that I grew up with. The kid was, was kind of like separated from... And as far as a relationship, I don't know if it was like because it, was, it wasn't really a working dog, but it was a guard dog. And uh, this dog just was so mean and it would not give you any time of day or it would treat you like you were an imposter. Um, even though I would, you know, spend a lot of weekends and, and time after school with this kid. But it, this dog was just so mean and I, it kind of scared me a little bit for, for uh, having Rottweilers, which, you know, growing up, getting older you learn that the breed, it's not always the breed that's the problem. It's, it's, it's who raises the dog and how they treat the dog and and how they decide that that dog is going to behave around other people. And this one was clearly not trained to be friendly with anybody else, but the dad of the family. So um, since then I've, I've had the opportunity to um, meet some very loving, very loving Rottweilers and, and it's kind of changed my, my perspective of the whole thing. So um, I, I, I'm looking forward to the idea of getting it from a puppy because, man, I love Walter to death, and I, I, we adopted him when he was about three years old, but he came with a whole host of problems, and we're still working on those things today, and I love him to death, and I will continue to work on those, those issues until the day he, he passes, but um, there's something to be said about getting a dog from, straight from the breeder and, and starting from square one and, and right from puppyhood, so hopefully that's, that'll all work out. Uh Allison asks is Walter trained. He's trained as best as he can be. He is uh he he's he's a challenge. He's got a lot of separation anxiety issues. Um he does know uh commands like sit, stay, speak. Um his recall is amazing. Like I said on the air last week, he he jumped out of the car um, while we were stopped on the side of the road on highway 50 up in Tahoe. And as soon as he jumped out, I was able to call him right back, fortunately. And he jumped right back in the car. Um, and he's like that all the time, like almost a hundred percent of the time he's, his recall is on point, but he is a stubborn motherfucker. He, he, you give him an inch, he takes a mile. So it is a constant, uh, uh, it's a constant work with this guy. So he is trained, but not necessarily, um, I guess he's not like a maestro, like Rob's German Shepherd, where he, he, he just does everything on command, so um, he's a lot of work, but he is trained. He's a good dog. Um, John says, you should incorporate Walter's singing into a rad theme song. I think that's a good idea. Maybe, maybe I'll revamp the, uh, the dog pile theme song with some of, with, with some of Walter's barks. Although I'll probably get a bunch of shit for that if I change any of the theme songs anymore, as uh, demonstrated by the listener mail theme song. If I try to change that, if I try to change the dog theme song, then, uh, you know, I'm going to get a bunch of shit for that too. So maybe I shouldn't touch any of them. Maybe I'll just have to make a new one. How about that? Um, Sheree says, a Golden, I'm totally biased though, since I have one. Yeah, I know. Golden Retrievers are so, so awesome. I I would, uh I, I think it was Homeward Bound that got me kind of loving... Eleven uh, golden retrievers. Love that movie. It's a good one. Nicole asks, "What's your least favorite food? Like you absolutely will not eat?" I think my least favorite food would have to be something cheesy. No, 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 no. Not not something cheesy. Because I've been really liking cheesy stuff lately. That my my I used to hate anything cheesy, anything too. Um, too rich in cheese. Um, and I, I, like, I just couldn't stand it. I, I, cheese plates fucking pass. I could never eat cheese plates, but now I love them. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just changing. I'm evolving. Um, trying to think of my least favorite food. You don't put that, you put that out of your mind. Oh, I know what it is. Tuna salad. Fuck tuna salad. I cannot stand tuna salad. You got, you got the, the awful smell of tuna. You got mayonnaise in there to make it all mixed up and then some weirdos put in relish or some shit in there. Fuck tuna salad. That's it. Uh, (laughs) uh, Jessica asks, what books would you recommend for Reiki energy healing? That is a really good question and I am totally unprepared for it, but I do, I have a list of, of, uh, Books that are related to Reiki, um, which is kind of an energy work to help you uh, align your chakras and get you feeling good. Um, All that mumbo-jumbo stuff that Rob likes to uh, refer to as. Um, I'm going to actually start a new page on uh, radradio.com under my section, under the hosts and producer Brandon. I'm going to actually have kind of like a spiritual... uh, 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 Guide, I guess you could say, where I'll I'll list books and resources and places you can go and websites and that kind of stuff. I'm working on all that. It's all uh, uh, kind of a work in progress, but I'm definitely going to be uh, posting some books. I know there's one book that I'm reading right now. It's called The Genie of Your Jeans, not like the the jeans you're wearing, but you know you're like your the makeup, the DNA. Um, that's a that's a really good start it's it's pretty technical um scientifically but it might be a, a good read for you if you're you're interested at all in the physiolog physiology of uh of the study of Reiki and everything so the genie of your genes I believe the book is called that's a good one to uh to check out um let's see eric says do you know why nope not gonna read that one Robert says, "What's up, Brandon?" "What's up, Robert?" Um Oh, oh yes, yes, yes. Allison, I know, let me pull up your full question here cuz it's not coming up on my Here we go. Allison says, "OMG, thanks for the recommendation of the restaurant inside Whitney Hotel in Reno. The mushroom cheesecake was delicious. Yum. And the and the ceviche was maze balls too." Yeah. The uh, Whitney Peak is uh, is a new find for us. Um, it's always been there. We've always stayed at other hotels on the Strip. You know, we've got a bunch of friends and family that, that uh, work with us at Silver Legacy and Circus Circus and all that. So whenever we go out of town and go to stay up in Reno now, I prefer to stay at Whitney Peak. And this isn't a paid endorsement. It's just something that I love to do. Um, this place is amazing. And their restaurant is off the hinges. And this, uh, <laughs> this... Um, mushroom cheesecake sounded awful when i first read it but when you get down the the ingredients list on the on the menu it started sounding really good and you know i'm not a huge fan of cheesecake i love mushrooms but i never thought i'd put them together and this is one of the best things i've ever had put in my mouth and i've had a lot of things in my mouth so you should definitely go check it out if you go to whitney peak it's called the uh, Roundhouse grill i think it's called the roundabout grill roundabout grill Yeah, go check it out. It's so good. And uh, we had the pork chop that night um, as well, and it was just so fucking good. So definitely go check out Whitney Peak and then about Roundabout Grill. We're actually going to be up in Reno, um, not this weekend, but the the next weekend. We're going to be taking a trip up there. We were talking about going to the exotic erotic ball that they have up there uh, for Halloween. My wife and I were talking about dressing up as Mulder and Scully from the X-Files, but like, a little bit sexy version, like suits, but like without shirts on, that kind of thing. Um, We also talked about uh, me going as Jeff Goldblum from uh, Jurassic Park and having her chase me around as a dinosaur, like from Jurassic Park. Um, We're all about dressing up for Halloween, but uh, I think we're going to just end up staying in in Reno and just kind of checking out the festivities and not necessarily going to the party. Um, I know there's the fright fest that's going on that night, so... Uh, we'll see. We're going to be up there on Friday the 26th. So hopefully we'll get into some some uh, shenanigans while we're up there. And uh, if it's not the party, we'll end up at Fright Fest. Not Fright Fest. Maybe there's something going on in the strip that we can check out. But we're going to be staying there that weekend. So hopefully we can uh, meet up with somebody if anybody's out there. Uh, Eric says, what do you recommend to stop drinking when I have super cravings for alcohol? Well, Eric, first I recommend you make the conscious choice of not wanting to drink and that's kind of the hardest part where you sit down and you say this isn't for me this isn't what i want right now um, it, it really does take that mental fortitude to just be like you know what i don't want it i don't need it so i'm not going to do it that's the first step the second step Is to uh, acknowledge it not just to yourself, but maybe to somebody, a loved one, maybe a friend, maybe an acquaintance. Um, You know, it's easier to hold yourself accountable if you say it out loud and you say, "I'm done drinking," or "I don't want to drink today," or "I don't want to drink this week." Baby steps. Um, Even if it's just your doctor, if you want to admit to your doctor and say, "This is my time. I need to stop. I want to do it in a healthy way." um, What do you recommend? You know, if you're if you're drinking shots uh, but multiple shots per day and you, you go cold Turkey, you might kill yourself in doing that because the whole detox process could, could, could end your life. And you want to make sure you're doing it the proper way. And you're not going to do anything that, that causes more harm to yourself. Um, but as far as like cravings go, I've always found it, uh, uh, helpful to just kind of create like mocktails. You know, we, we talked about that a lot before in previous episodes where you, you kind of just make, if, if your thing was like a vodka cranberry, um, just make a, a a vodka soda or not a vodka soda. <laughs> no, you want a cranberry and soda. You want to like just, you know, put maybe put the cranberry juice in, in a tumbler that you would normally drink your vodka out of, kind of trick your brain. I always went to the LaCroix, The sparkling waters really helped me. Um, when I had that sweet tooth craving, I would always go to hard candies, Tootsie Pops, that kind of thing. Um, it, it's kind of like whatever whatever you kind of find comfort in that's not necessarily going to cause you harm. Um, you know, I wouldn't give one vice up uh, for—I wouldn't use another vice to give up drinking. You know, I wouldn't pick up smoking to start drinking again, Yeah, to, to quit drinking. That's just stupid. Um, so it's one of those things. You just kind of got to pick— the one thing that kind of brings you comfort. And for me, it was like sparkling waters and, an acknowledgement acknowledging I, I I didn't want to drink and saying it out loud. Or when I did have the craving, I would say, you know, I really wanted to drink, but I'm not going to. And saying it out loud, it just gives you that kind of uh, confidence and willpower in order to get it done. I hope that helps and good luck with your journey. Um, Do you ever try to control your dreams I lost my grandma. Ooh, this is a good one. I like dream questions. This is from uh, Heather. I lost my grandma and I have only seen her once in my dreams since she passed. I want to see her more. She was a mother to me. Um, I've thought about lucid dreaming and I've, I, I feel like I can do it sometimes, but I'm not really, um, really well versed in it enough. I'm not educated enough in, in the power of it. I know you can. In fact, if you wanted to learn more about lucid dreaming, I would actually have you contact uh the energy worker I, I use. Her name's Sierra Padva. You can find her online at SierraPadva.com or on Facebook. Just look for Sierra Padva, um, P-O-D-V-A. Sierra is like, you know, the the Sierra Mountains. Um she is the one who, who basically introduced me to Reiki and hypnotherapy most most recently, and she absolutely can help you learn the skills to dream lucidly. Um, But it's just, it's just, it's just one of those practices. It's almost like meditating. You just kind of have to focus on it and work on it. Um, That's as far as I know, I would actually try reaching out to her. Maybe she can consult you on that without actually having to get you in on a session. Um, Also, I I think that uh, Melissa at Sac Spirit has done that stuff before too. So, um, you know, you might want to reach out to her. I know she's in the community on, on the Facebook page. So, Maybe she can have some advice for you. Maybe she'll post it on here. Um, Steve says, hey, Brandon, I was just wondering how many tats do you have? If you have a favorite tattoo artist you go to. I have a go to guy and I and I love him. His name is Brando. It's not me. And I didn't, that's not why I picked him. It's just uh, he, he was actually recommended by a guy named Jonas who used to work at uh, the studio uh, tattoo parlor in Roseville on Vernon Street. Um, Jonas was the one who did the black outline here. Not all the color, but like the black, uh, this is called a Metatron's cube. It's a sacred geometrical shape. Um, he did the main black lines here and he also did my mom's initials. So that's two tattoos that I had first from Jonas. Um, and this was the first one I ever got, the DLA. That's my mom's initials. Um, and then I moved over to Brando who eventually did all these, geometric shapes around my arms, so I, I wanted to kind of just wrap it around um don't mind my chicken arm there uh and i don't know i mean sometimes i think well did i go overboard with the black work did i kind of just cover up too much space should i have left it open for some more i don't know i, I mean i do dig it but i think i need to kind of just gain some more muscle and some more weight and, and uh make it look a little bit better with some some definition on my arms but um yeah, Brando did this stuff, and he still works there. He does amazing line work, but he also does some really great um, work that's not necessarily just so plain Jane like this. Um, he also did this uh, Polynesian band that I got, and kind of, this is kind of like my Hawaii theme, because my mom's ashes are are scattered in Kauai, um, and so there's kind of a connection to Hawaii that I have there, so I thought I'd have a poly- Polynesian band go around my wrist, So that's, uh, that's that. So that's one, two, three, the, the bigger shapes here were done in one session. And then the smaller shapes here were done in another session. So I guess that would be one and then one more there. And then the color in here is inspired by, um, by, uh, sea anemones and and stuff from the ocean. So it's just kind of like a, it's kind of a hodgepodge of space and and ocean and island and sacred geometric hippie dippy bullshit um and then this one on on my right arm it's pretty basic the circles it almost looks like a key uh like a quick set key thing like you'd see on a door handle, but it's actually the all the planets to scale, so you know got the bigger planets on the outside and the smaller planets on the on the inside um this is kind of like a a template work. Um, my wife and I have matching tattoos of these on our arms, but the the template here is just to, to basically kind of like be a, it, 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 uh, it marks, uh, I guess you could say like a, a certain point in time in our relationship that we decided to get the matching tattoo to remind us. And now we can just take, From here, we can do whatever we want. We can just expand on it. We can cover cover it up a little bit with color. Um, There's many different things we we have planned to do. But as you know, if you're a tattoo head like me, it's uh, it's tough to come up with the time and the money and the energy and and the ideas. They're always flowing, and it's permanent. So you want to make sure you do it right. So um, hopefully that covered covered all that uh, for you. But I did I answer your question though. So it's one. And then there's a color count as one. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've got seven tattoos, and they're all on my arm. Don't have a tramp stamp yet. Working on that. All right. Let's see here. Eric, i got to get to this. All right. But my stomach hurts all day and, until I drink one beer or two, and then I can't stop. Just a little bit more advice from that, please. Okay, Eric. So, what, what's going on here, From from what I can tell, is... You need to wean off the booze. If if you cut if you cut it off cold turkey, you're probably going to do more harm than good. So, what what's happening with your stomach hurting is is probably the withdrawals, and you want to be able to detox from that booze correctly. And I would I would recommend going to see your doctor if you have the ability to go see your doc and let them know what you're trying to do. They might give you some tips. Um, I would actually for you I would actually also go up and look at the harms. Uh, alcohol reduction network. Um and I believe the website for that is AMS, HAMS, H A M S dot C C. Not dot com dot, c-c, dot c-c. Um it's a it's a huge support group for people who want to safely reduce their drinking and um it might give you some better resources um uh, from much more eloquent people than me. So I would actually recommend you go there. And if you don't talk to your doctor uh, or if you don't have the ability to talk to your doctor, that, that is a great resource for you to safely reduce your drinking without harming yourself. So I hope that helps. Um, I'm sorry. I don't have much more advice for you. I don't feel safe telling you to just put the beer down because, you know, if you're, if you're saying your stomach hurts until you have a beer, then it sounds like there might be something, something more serious going on. Um, And I feel for you, man. I've been there. I know it's tough but I know you can do it as well. So just stay, just hang in there and, and, and get some, get some help. Melissa. Oh, good. Thank you. She's uh, weighing in on the lucid dreaming. She says it is about mindfulness and every night telling yourself before bed, you want to remember the dreams and be present. It can take a lot of time and meditation uh, practices before you, meditation practice before you can train your brain not all brains like being controlled during sleep either so don't be disheartened um also if you want to dream of your grandma just keep asking her to come visit and be clear only she is permitted so nobody else intrudes so you don't want any other strange strange uh people from the afterlife uh popping up in your dreams but you can absolutely invite uh your grandma to visit you in your dream and i think it by, by what Melissa is saying it just takes some practice, some mindfulness and some meditation practice. Um, and, uh, may, you know, maybe there's some more, maybe there's some more, uh, uh info online. If you don't end up get, having the ability to go see Sierra, um, cause she's, she's ultimately the one who I go to for, for all of this stuff. Uh, we did a past life regression thing where I was able to kind of communicate with, with my mom after she passed at, at, at a too young of an age she was only 46 years old when she passed um and it was basically from complications of an eating disorder um so i didn't really get a lot of closure and and to be able to have that past life regression or not a past life regression but a uh kind of a a medium work with her she was able to kind of release that that uh that worry that i had so i would definitely recommend sierra for you especially if you're looking for answers uh with the afterlife um Let's see. Yeah. Oh, I think uh I think we're reaching the end here. Hi Lisa. It's good to see you. Um I got I think I have a couple more questions here that I printed out um before I get out of here. Uh let's see. Oh Wade asks, Are there any good ghost tours you've heard of around Reno or Sacramento? I don't know about Reno, but I do know there are a few in Sacramento. I know um I think there's one at the at the cemetery at East Lawn, I think. I think Melissa's gonna have to weigh in on this one again too. I might have to hire Melissa to be my consultant in all things supernatural. Um I know that they also have uh, underground tours in old Sacramento. That might be something you wanna check out. But there's also the Winchester Mystery House. Um that's not too far. I think it's out in the San Jose area. Uh, that's one you, you you could definitely check out. I've always wanted to see that one. In fact, we just watched the, the terrible movie, uh, that, that the, about the Winchester house and they tried to make it this kitschy, like kind of scary movie. And it was not good. I do not recommend the Winchester movie at all, but I do want to go visit the house. And, um, I know that there's been some, some people that have gone and have experienced some things, but it's definitely kind of one of those creepy places that I've always wanted to check out. Um, other than that, I can't think of any any ghost tours that are going on, but this is the time. This is the season. The thinning of the veil is happening. The Halloween is here, so um, if you come across any great ghost tours that you want to share with me, I would love to hear about them, because I would love to go visit them, too. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for me today, so uh, thank you very much for joining me on the, uh, the, the broadcast recording here for the live video. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Melissa says old sack rocks, also Winchester Alcatraz. Oh, see, I'm 32 years old and I've never been to Alcatraz. We have visited San Francisco hundreds of times in my lifetime and I've still got yet to go to Alcatraz. I would love to do that. Um, Sutter Fort, uh, Sutter's Fort downtown is also a good one. Uh, so I would definitely check out some of those. Um, as well, Eric, you can contact me, um, on, on, with via email. If you have any more questions, I can definitely put together a list of, of, uh, advice for you, uh, at Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N at radradio.com. Pretty easy, right? Brandon at radradio.com. You can email me directly there and I would be happy to help you get, uh, the help you need so that, um, yeah, so that we can get you happy and healthy again. All right. I think that's going to do it for me, guys. Uh, thank you again for joining me. And this has been a great way to put together an episode of the podcast. I can't wait to do it again. Namaste, bitches. The Rad